wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. I am Jason Marchuka with always Kevin Cox, just Joe, and making his grand return, Brian Christie. If you're not following the show on social media, uh, at That Wrestle Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, go to YouTube and check out Bruise Next. It's the first episode. Um, talking about the greatest tag team of all time. Beer and professional wrestling. Brian, I uh, didn't get a chance to talk to you. What do you think of Bruise Next? Oh, it's all, all around. I mean, you know, just like you said, two of my favorites, <laughs> beer and wrestling. I was glad that you brought up. So did you get the permission from the uh. family? How did you do that? Because that's the first thing I kind of thought of was, uh, copyright, copyright. And then she kind of said, you know, we fly under the radar. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was cool, man. I mean, she talked about her history, the beer's history, kind of what the brewery is all about. And, and you know, it's fun because she had a, a love of professional wrestling growing up just like us. And if you want us to talk about a particular wrestling themed beer, uh, use the hashtag Brews Next on social media. Send us a, a, a message on social media or uh, Gmail, that wrestlepod at gmail.com. So, Brian, while you were uh, out last week, uh, you have earned a new nickname. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A, a, a coronation, if you will. Uh, it's very cool because. I don't think I shared this with you, Kev or Joe, um, but you guys know I was visiting family out in Arizona. And while that happened, I killed not one, but two scorpions. Oh, so I'm really excited as I I ended up uh, texting with Jason occasionally because we're both on West Coast time. So that was kind of fun getting that whole thing going. And I, I texted him a picture of one of the scorpions that I, I texted, I pictured it right before I squished him. And, uh, and I said, I, I think um, I've got a new nickname and I'm presuming this is the coronation of that nickname, the scorpion King. No, you're not oh. the scorpion King. No, 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 no. You're not the scorpion King. Why, why not? <laughs> you what am I? are peckerhead Brian or PHB for short. That is now your nickname for missing last week. You are now Peckerhead Brian. You can thank Joe for that. That's not even a, a, a me creation. That yeah. is all you can, Joe. You can thank The Undertaker for that one. And just think, <laughs> like, another Hall of Famer is also a Peckerhead, and that was Shawn Michaels. So you're in good company there, Brian. Thanks a lot, uh, Mark Calloway. Thanks. <laughs> Hey, I'll, I'll take it, guys. Either way is good, I guess, right? Uh, PHB could be on a T-shirt. And speaking of T-shirts, we have a whatamaneuver.net store where you can pick up a That Wrestling Podcast logo tee. And coming soon, uh, I'm really excited about this, a Bruise Next logo tee. Uh, if you saw the video on our YouTube channel, it looks like it could be a beer can or beer bottle label. And it's about Bruise Next. It's got that wrestling podcast. And some, a couple Easter eggs, uh, numerical Easter eggs that my wife asked me, what are those all about? So you can check out the logo uh, on our YouTube channel or coming soon to whatamaneuver.net, uh, the Bruise Next logo tee. And moving along, the leading cause of masturbation of the male population due to women not liking pro wrestling t-shirts, it's time for What Are You Wearing? 
What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? Every week, we wear wrestling t-shirts because this is a wrestling podcast. This week, I'm going with a, a flea market special. Uh, it's called <laughs> the Wrestling Party T-shirt, and it's got a bunch of old like VCR tapes of like SummerSlam, Bash at the Beach. Uh, I think I paid seven ninety nine for this, maybe like a two for ten deal. Um, bootleg as hell, but I love it. So the Wrestling Party T-shirt is what I have this week. Uh, Kevin, what do you have? Uh, that that shirt's top notch. <laughs> top notch. A uh, lot of documentaries this week. So this week I am wearing. Neon Ultimate Warrior. Oh, okay. It's, it's um, a up slow, but it's uh him just with neon, you know, looking all rawr, gnarly. Uh, I'm sure we're gonna get into the 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 bio in a little bit, but I like to keep the theme. If I'm gonna talk about something, usually on the show, I I try to look in the closet of the thirty some T-shirts I have now, and I try to <laughs> try to wear one that that corresponds with the show. Well, you are welcome for those 30 wrestling t-shirts. Joe, what do you have? What are you wearing? Uh, I'm going with the kind of the theme for this week too. I'm going with uh, the original Balor Club from NXT shirt. So Finn Balor's first shirt goes with uh, the great NXT match that he recently just had and the live, uh, the five count for later. Okay. And Brian, PHB. And Jay, your shirt wasn't in response to my theme of my promo mania VCR. Oh, oh man. come on. Uh, oh yeah. That's it. Even yeah, better. That okay. We, that we know on. what side Jason's on. He's on I'm the VCR. On that. I, I wish I would have borrowed that shirt for this uh, promo. <laughs> mania. I only knew. When I was skipping the show last week. I'm on team VCR. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens later in the show. But what shirt are you wearing this week? Fair enough. I've got the shirt of the five-star ring general, Walter. Ooh, nice. Big Walter. Yeah. We'll get into NXT a little later. He he was on this week. So um, you know, we record every Thursday. You know, this is Friday when you're listening to this. So we are never able to watch the newest episode of Dark Side of the Ring. And we talk about the one from the week prior, and it was about the collision in Korea. Now, I had known about this show, but I didn't really know the dark side of it. I get, you know, just to be, you know, in brand. Um, I thought the two cold Scorpio wanting to kill Road Warrior Hawk was insane. <laughs> yes. And real quick story. Uh, last week, I mentioned my friend Pete, who got hit in the groin by a chair John Moxley threw at the GCW show. Um, Pete was working as a production assistant at that show and two cold Scorpio was on the show. Now collision in Korea happened four days after the GCW show. And Pete didn't know about the, the, the shank and the attempted murder and all that stuff. So when I saw Pete this week, I said, Hey man, did you know about that? He goes, no. And I, you bet your ass I would have brought it up to him because Pete had to run him to go get some food and Starbucks and stuff like that. Uh, working as a PA. So uh, for me, that was insane. And, you know, it's crazy how the internet works. That documentary comes out and Collision in Korea shows up on YouTube a million different times in its entirety. So you can uh, watch the documentary, go to YouTube and watch the show. Um, Joe, what did you think about Collision in Korea, Dark Side of the Ring? Uh, 
Uh, for Dark Side of the Ring, it wasn't that dark. It like it was a it was a um, lot of attempted mur- attempted murder. Is it dark? No, because it was basically uh, it was only like a, a ten minute clip compared to uh, what the normal episodes are, where it's like all like darkness. This was more political, which yeah. I was I was very entertained by it. I've never been more entertained by Scott Norton in my life. That was a, that was a, that was a bonus. Yeah, he seemed like just man, such a he seemed like such a regular dude that I want to like basically have a couple beers and uh, talk about Collision in Korea. I love the fact that I mean, wasn't it in that well in that episode where he said Chris Benoit had to calm him down for like saying he was gonna? I was like, I'm gonna kill someone, and Benoit was the one who said, "You don't want to do that, Scott." The voice of reason, Chris the, Benoit. Chris Benoit was the voice of reason in Korea. What an upside down universe <laughs> that was. And uh, last thing about it was I never agreed more with Hulk Hogan in my life when he's like, not for me, brother. So, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to work for me, brother. Yep. So another documentary that aired this weekend was A&E, their, their series on Sunday nights. About the Ultimate Warrior, and Kevin, you've got the Ultimate Warrior shirt, so let's uh, let's talk about it. I I personally really really enjoyed it. Uh, I watched it alone. My 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 wife, uh, I didn't delete it because she she wants to go back and watch it. Uh, and just from my son constantly wanting to watch Ultimate Warrior, you know, matches, and they're they're very easy because they usually only last two to three minutes, and it's good for his best. <laughs> Uh, it's, it's, I've watched so much warrior over the last year and a half. So, you know, we've all seen the self-destruction of ultimate warrior DVD, you know, that's just make him look to be an absolute nutcase, which he totally is like the dude, the dude, uh, uh, is crazy, but I feel like the industry totally kind of made him that way partially. And then his, his whacked out mindset kind of just took it from there. I really enjoy it though, and I've enjoyed all these AEs. Uh, it's because I see stuff that I really didn't know. Like his, uh, I knew he was a bodybuilder, but right off the bat, he was thrown into uh, a tag team with Sting. I know he he did have a relationship with Sting. Never knew like they started off as good guys, and then uh, what was it? Uh, can't remember the tag team when they turned heels and they came out with like mascara and, and- Blade Runners. Blade Runners, and they just beat the crap out of people, but they looked so green. Uh, but he, he didn't want to like develop himself. He just got pushed, you know, it, as cheesy as, as this is going to sound. I have the background, like he got pushed to the moon so fast. And uh, I was listening to uh, Dave uh, and Bully Ray on Sirius XM, and Bully was like, Think about it. You put your debut match. Five years later, you're headlining WrestleMania beating Hulk Hogan. Five years, right? Five years. My son was born five years ago, and that time is is flown by. I can't imagine first ever match, no professional experience, and then headlining against Hulk Hogan. Uh, It was kind of soft in a lot of areas, I thought. Uh, It was definitely, you know, the A&Es are produced uh directed you know with the WWE stamp on it cuz Vince has his 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 hands so uh over everything on those but they did touch base on on some of his darker times like with going to the University of Connecticut I remember it I don't remember it being that bad and that was 
bad. <laughs> so like anti-Semitic, anti-gay, just terrible, terrible stuff uh, with no excuses whatsoever. But then it's like seeing him just being the family man. It's just like, man, they go back and forth. Is he, he's so crazy. But then it's like, oh, he has a soft side. Oh, he's out of his mind. Uh, he, he's trying to work hard. It's just, it's in, it, it was a quick two hours. I really enjoyed it. I do think it was a little bit softer and I feel bad because Macho still got screwed a couple weeks earlier. Uh, Brian. So that was my favorite one of these A&E biography series. I, I really liked it. I didn't know anything about his background prior to Blade Runners. You know, that's kind of how it all started for me. So I didn't know he grew up in Indiana and kind of about his childhood and his family life. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. So that was always really interesting. But I love the style of all like the behind the scenes director moments of like him getting ready to do a promo and like Vince going, okay, Jim, here's what we're going to do. God damn it. You know, like those sort of moments <laughs> were really cool. And how about, I, I literally said it out loud. The, they talk about kind of the self-destructing part of it of him in the airport telling off some kid and then <laughs> and that they're like, he had to do an apology promo. And as they're going to show the footage of that, I'm like, no, they're not. No. And then there he is going like, you know, every man has his day where it's a bad day or whatever. I couldn't believe I was like, this is amazing footage. I can't believe this actually happened. So I loved all that stuff. Um, you know, I thought they did a good job of, of covering the, the bad things that are kind of glossed over because of like the Warrior Ward and the Hall of Fame and everything with that. But they did touch on that. It clearly had the stamp of um, the family with uh, his wife and his, his two girls, which that's <laughs> it's, it's amazing to see how old they are now compared to when you remember seeing them at the yeah. Hall of Fame. You're like, oh, God, you're all grown up. You were like little kids when I last saw you. Um, and, and that moment, and I remember seeing it in the on the network, but when um, Hulk and uh, Hulk and uh, warrior embraced and like apologized to each other. Like I, it, the onions were being cut in my house. I'm like, Oh, my childhood. Oh, I love it. So I, uh, bar, bar none, my favorite one so far, really, really enjoyed it. And next week is Mick Foley. So that should be a good one. And I'm bummed that uh, hidden treasures was essentially a rerun with a few, like it was like pop-up video. You know, if you remember that from VH1 back in the day, but for hidden treasures. So Hopefully there's some more new episodes of that, especially since AJ is showing up now on uh, NXT with, with Hit Row, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, big, big, big news coming from the Raw commentary desk this week. After seven weeks, the Adnan era is over. Adnan oh. Burke. Uh, the, it, it, <laughs> they said mutually parted ways, which, you know, I think you know what, I mean, I won't know. Actually, I know you know when you're not doing a great job. And, you know, Adnan, I believe he's still with MLB. He's had a, he had some, some time at ESPN and DAZN. But, like, seven weeks. And this guy, there was no, no way he was ever going to succeed. It's like putting a six-year-old from T-ball one season to the major leagues the next season. So, while this is awful. Well, I think it's awful. Like, I hate seeing this shit where people only get a, a short run. Um, Adnan's taking it all in stride. Now, there are some tweets that have come out. Uh, someone put that he's going to the Hall of Fame, <laughs> which he responded with, it was an honor to be nominated. And then one, one came out today, a tweet from 
WWE Creative Humor. Uh, that's a, an account that's been up for about a year. They're pretty funny. And this one said, what are we supposed to do with all of this unsold Adnan Verk merchandise? <laughs> to which Adnan replied, start a GoFundMe? Question mark. <laughs> so like, he's taking it all in stride. And then, uh, you know, Brian, you've been anti-Adnan from day one. What do you think about this? <laughs> Hater? No, uh, no I'll, I'll say I was anti Adnan from day one, but not because I didn't want him to succeed. I wasn't rooting against him. I was just like, mm, we, know, we know who you Fire. wanted. We know who you wanted. Oh, 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 of course. Of course. We'll, yeah, get into, we'll get into him later, but yeah, yeah okay. we'll get into him later. Yeah. But no, I was like, Hey, I hope it works. But I was just ooh, off the bat. And the biggest thing I kept going back to is like, I just don't like the sound of your voice, man. I don't, it doesn't work for me. Um, seven weeks. Brother. It's way too short. The last week or two, I didn't notice anything too egregious. I did think they shifted to uh, the three man booth, kind of everybody sharing the load between uh, Byron and Corey. So I thought, okay, that's yeah. I said that. So yeah. Um, but I thought, like, that's the way to go. You got to groom this guy in. I don't remember, you know, like you said, he's done ESPN and MLB Network. I don't remember him doing any play-by-play. I remember him doing Sports Center. It's different. It's way different. So, you know, it sucks. I'm glad to see he has a great sense of humor about it. And, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll live on in, in memes like Mike Adamley doing Jeff Harvey, you know, for, <laughs> for the next 10 years. Um so, yeah, we're, we're moving on, I guess. <laughs> so that was Monday this week. Yeah. And then on Wednesday, it came out that Jimmy Smith will be his replacement uh, in our group text. Let's show the text. I said the one thing I did not want to see was Jimmy Smith get that chair. And now Jimmy Smith is the voice of Monday Night Raw. Now, Brian had mentioned that, you know, Adnan had not had any play-by-play experience where jimmy smith has he's done mma for bellator and kevin you listen to his uh serious xm show right yeah uh channel 156 fight nation uh he's gonna be good and i think i replied back to that text i was like oh give him a chance i think he'll be all right uh or or something like that uh i think he's a very good talker he speaks very well he's professional and he can make you like envision what he's saying when, when it's on radio, right? He's very descriptive. He's very detailed in, in talking about like a, uh, a fighter's physique, uh, a fighter's motion, like wrestling, uh, uh, hand, uh, boxing in the ring with MMA with wrestling. He doesn't have that knowledge, but you can learn that if you have the tools in, in other aspects, I, I personally think he will get at least eight weeks. <laughs> okay. Over. Okay. Over under is eight. And <laughs> honestly, uh, I, I think he'll be good. I do think he will be he will be a good asset just from the professionalism in in the way he operates. Yeah. And what and why I disagree with you is he just started doing some stuff with NXT mm-hmm. a month ago. And he had been, he's been in interviews and stuff saying, I, I have, don't have a lot of wrestling knowledge. He was a fan when he was a kid. But, you know, you say eight weeks. I don't believe he makes it to SummerSlam. Well, that'll Joe, be would it, Sorry, let's do the math. That'll be, uh, <laughs> that'll be, that'll be almost 10 weeks. Oh, so, so, it'll be over. I'm, oh, he's, yeah. he's going to be way over eight. 
So okay, uh, and, uh, I was saying Joe? he will get further than uh, Mr. Charisma. Well, I gotta say, speaking of Mr. Charisma, that's me. Uh, I have to say <laughs> that no, I'm not. I have to say, I gotta disagree with you, Kevin. You're talking about how he has uh, all these great techniques uh, with his commentary and talking like in a lot of detail. You gotta remember. There's an old man yelling in the ear the whole time saying exactly what they want you to say. It doesn't matter what experience you have before. If you are not a McMahon guy, you're not going to succeed. There's a reason Michael Cole has been there for so long. He figured out how to work with the boss. So it all the, I don't think it's going to work. You say he has his own style. That style's out the window. You got to go with this style. You say that he can uh, talk a, uh, fighting but doesn't know a lot a lot about wrestling it's not wrestling it's sports entertainment gotta go with that style so i don't i so, gotta agree with but, you jason but, but, it's but, not gonna last long but going back at that how long jason has he been associated with wwe about a month a month, a month. so this he is, has this to is, have shown vince a lot of promise in that so month so triple h agree so triple h totally different different yep. boss i would i will tell you this they had him okay, in the system it. already, and when this fails, it'll be Pat McAfee. And, and you know what? Well, let's think, of, let's well, think about all of Triple H's okay. guys. How'd they work out with Vince? Yeah. Well, with the bad comes the worst for PHB. For one member of the show. Tom Phillips hmm. released today, allegedly. And I say allegedly because there's a lot of reports Nothing. I have seen nothing from WWE that says Tom Phillips was released. Now, Brian, you went to Penn State like Tom Phillips, but Tom Phillips is the next Michael Cole. Well, was because he was doing a lot of the stuff that Cole did on his way up now that Cole doesn't want to do. So what did you think? Uh, you're, you had a very distressful uh, text to the group today when you found out um, thoughts on Tom Phillips. I texted Alleg all, all allegedly caps. letting go. Oh yeah, all caps too. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, he was serious. I, I I am tired. I'm sick and tired of the disrespect for Tom Phillips. Maybe it started when Jericho was calling him Todd Phillips, but <laughs> and never got over it. Tom, Tom, listen. He's he's not he's not Jr. He's not Gorilla in his prime. He's really solid, though. Really solid. You go back and watch Kofi Mania and all those shows that he did, and when Kofi beat Debry at Mania, his energy is off the charts. He sums up the magnitude of the moment. He was good in whatever. He was kind of the voice of when I got into NXT on the network. Him and Graves is the two-man booth. He did great on SmackDown. Him, it's like, God, you, you think about it now, it's like the good old days, but him, Samoa Joe, and Byron were fine on Raw. I was more than happy with that. Bring the band back together, right? So I, I hope for good things. You know, there's a there's a rival promotion um, that's starting a new Friday night show in August. Maybe there's a job opening for him. If you want to let uh, Shivani or JR off the hook, have a night off. Um, it's sad. I, th I thought he deserved better. And what's crazy is... Like I said, nothing official from WWE. His profile is still up on the superstar page of WWE.com. However, the last line in his bio, Phillips has described himself as lucky and proud to be part of WWE. 
we are lucky and proud to have him call in the action too. Oops. So uh, that needs to yeah. get changed. And, you know, make sure to check out at that WrestlePod on social media because more on this as it develops because, like I said, nothing official. You know, Fightful.com is pretty accurate on their reports. Meltzer's pretty accurate from time to time, but nothing official until it comes from WWE. So, Joe, I know you have been waiting and waiting to talk about Monday Night Raw. You have the floor. Ah, <laughs> uh, I gotta say, first time in I'd say 25 years, I turned it off. <laughs> I couldn't take it. When I realized what the main event was gonna be, I could not take it. And it was right after the where they announced that Rhea Ripley will be facing Charlotte at Hell in a Cell. I have a problem with this. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I have a problem with this. How can people follow you on Twitter? Where do people uh, follow you on Twitter? At TWP underscore JT. Yes, I did the underscore. You got it right. You got it right this time. That's so great. I know it. Eight weeks. Eight weeks. You finally got it right. Yes. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) Anyway, back back to my point. My my point, which I have, because you you guys all love Charlotte with everything, with all of your heart, and I don't get it, but please explain this to me like I'm a five-year-old. She loses to Asuka the week before. They do a rematch because Raw is so, so unmotivated right now all they do is reruns every week it's like i'm watching the big bang theory on tbs it's the same rematches every week there's only so many times i can say i can hear bazinga anyway can you please tell me why we have the rematch which was a good match charlotte won i had no problem with that she got the win back they can go back and forth no big deal they have better chemistry than Rhea and oscar have anyway then automatically she gets the title match. Are you kidding me? Explain it to me. How does that make sense? And then what makes even less sense, more reruns. The feud we all love seeing week after week, Naya and Shayna versus Natalia and Brian's favorite, Tamina. Um, now they get to now they get to main event after eight times on TV, no one cared about. Now they get the main event click. Explain well, it to me. Okay, I will explain it to you. Please do. Charlotte is she has Sonia Deville in her back pocket. That's how she got the title match. Rhea Ripley. Okay, explain I, it to me years before. She's the greatest. She, you know what? I she's I, the I, opportunity. I, let me just she deserves name, by the a way. title match. Stupid because name. <laughs> She got robbed out of the one-on-one match at the last pay-per-view. Just like Rhea shows up and says, I want a match. Got a match. So Charlotte is in the – she has management in her pocket. She's a flair. Be fair to flair, Joe. No, um, not going to be. But one last – I forgot one last thing. All right. Why don't we just take all the women on Raw – and move them to SmackDown where they actually can have a real opportunity because anyone has an opportunity on SmackDown. Why don't we just keep Charlotte on Raw 
let her have the red championship and fight Lucy Booten tights every single week and let her do a 10 minute promo about how great she is. Is she new talent? No, oh, she, uh, it's, it's the name of local talent. We wait town after town. Uh, oh, Oh, I thought maybe that was like a real enhancement. No, talent. it's, it's Man. just, it's just Lucy and, uh, tights. Can we just take uh, uh, a few seconds? T-shirt, make it. A moment of silence. Alexa Bliss's pig died. So that's <laughs> Larry Speed. She rest in peace. Why she wasn't on Monday Night Raw. I wish you guys ever seen that snippet, the news, with the guy's laughing because the pig's name's Crispy Bacon. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I have you. not. It is the oh, that's hilarious. It's, it's I'll be right five. back. I got to recut promo mania. <laughs> maybe maybe pigs will be on the wheel this week yeah there we go. <laughs> next um, week so i actually liked the main event i enjoyed the match i enjoyed the stuff with reggie i love evil Shayna baszler like if this gets her back to nxt Shayna baszler i'm all in and, I mean, it just means I like women's wrestling better than you guys, so that's what it boils down to. Um, Joe, I'm surprised you, in all of your anger, you didn't talk about the masterpiece that was Riddle versus Xavier Woods. I what a great match. I don't think anybody saw that coming. You know, Woods Love doesn't really match. get... Both of them. Inventive. It was innovative what, in a lot of ways. You know, that, like, hip toss to suplex, whatever the hell that was called. Um and then evil Matt Riddle. Like, this is Randy Orton rubbing off on Riddle, and I love mm-hmm. it. I think it's great. And then uh, one other thing from Raw I didn't understand, and this happened last week too, and I don't, I don't remember if I said it. Why is Bobby Lashley have the hoe train with him? <laughs> I mean, you add those chicks up. None of, you don't even get 10 adding them all up. They're not hot. They are oh, not hot. Orlando wow. has better-looking women Wow. Than these chicks. Like, he's not 1988 Ric Flair. He doesn't need the hoe train. Um, I think I just, it's probably MVPs, like, going back to the VIP lounge. It's, it's yeah, got- I get it, but they're not hot. They well, need hotter Bobby chicks. Bobby thinks they're hot, and he's the champ, so, you know, go with uh, it. I don't know. Uh, Brian, you're the only one that really hasn't said anything about Raw. What do you think? I, yeah, I, I was I was kind of out of it too, and, and I feel Joe, you you were the guy who's watched so many of the '80s horror movies of the don't <laughs> don't go into that abandoned cabin, don't go into that bad. <laughs> Let's go into the cabin. <laughs> don't main event Tamina and Naya. Don't main event like that. I saw it coming the whole way. When I got to like ten forty five, and they're coming to the ring, I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Poor Joe. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I turned it off. So no poor Joe. I was I was smart enough to not go into the cabin. It's you like, knew let's it. split up and watch and study the woods. Nope. Yeah, you knew it was I bought a timeshare in that cabin. It was such a good match. <laughs> I uh yeah, I I was kind of in and out, so I don't have much else to add. But yeah, that was I mean, we don't talk about it too much, but uh, you know, Raw had its worst ratings of the year, I think, uh, for that main event uh, for, for Monday's Raw. And so, you know, I'm I'm okay with that feud in, in a bubble, but they've been fighting for a long time. I feel like a week or two before Mania, here we are on the cusp of June, and it was the main event spot. It was just like, nah, not feeling it right now. So, 
not taking well, it as far as Joe, but I, I see what he's coming from for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, NXT was good this week. Um, uh, no surprise. The main event was unbelievable. Cross Balor two. uh, you know, much like when Shayna Baszler was the NXT women's champion, it's going to take quite a, a talent persona to believe that someone can beat cross, uh, Balor, I think probably had the best chance. Now they're going to need someone that maybe like, like a six ten muscle bound guy, like someone that has it because if not cross could be the champ for a very long time. And, you know, they have this triple threat coming next week to see who's the number one contender for in your house. I don't believe any three of those guys could be cross Kevin. You're shaking your head. No, you believe me. You're, no. you agree with me, right? No, no, no. And um, what'd you think about NXT? There's more I have, but we'll go to you since I've talked a lot. Me? Yeah. Okay, I like it. Uh, yeah, that that main that main event was was awesome. I there was times we all knew Cross was going to win, right? We, we all knew it. But there was times like when when Finn had the the sleeper on. I'm just like, is this going to end? And I and I always try to watch the time, right? But sometimes it goes over a little bit, so I'm like, oh, okay, man, man what's going to go on? Uh, it was just, it was so good. I'm really hoping, hoping that Samoa Joe is somehow going to tease us and come back uh, uh, to maybe, to maybe challenge cross down the road. But I agree. They have to have someone kind of like larger than life. Cause you're not going to have a Cameron Grimes going against him and winning. You're not going to have an LA Knight going against him and winning. You're not going to have anyone in hit row going in and getting uh, winning. Sorry, Gargano. You're too small. Sorry, uh, Bobby Fish. Uh, uh, any anybody, you know, uh, uh, cool Kyle. Not the time, because that's how you're just going to get buried. Anyone who goes against carrying cross it in the house is just going to get shoved down the list. It's going to be. I, I wish they would have had like a, a Leon Ruff or something like win a match. <laughs> <laughs> really, Rough just, Riders. Rough like, Riders. But but that that match was just so good, uh, in in you know just other Kevin, things. you know we gave Brian a new nickname. I think we're gonna start calling you the Hot Take Kid with that man. You ran <laughs> down the entire NXT roster. Uh, another thing that happened on NXT was the debut of Frankie Monet. That felt like a big event. You know they've been hyping it up for weeks, and you know it was Lucy Boots and Tights. I think was her opponent. I think is what you said, yep. Joe. Lucy and Boots but and it, tights. But it felt Good hand. that might be it. That might be the next TWP T-shirt. Um, it felt like a big deal. Uh, Joe, what'd you think of Frankie Monet's debut? Uh, it felt like a big deal. It feels like a polished character, but it reminded me of CM Punk versus Justin Incredible, the ECW debut. It was all hype, and you were expecting greatness. Wrong opponent. God, you're so negative, Joe. It was no, a I'm not great... negative. I you thought it was not... no. I thought, she, like, the character is polished. Uh, she screams main roster. But I didn't – I think she should have went against someone else, someone established, anybody. Not for a debut. Besides, not for a debut. That, that's not how it works. A debut, you're going to fight Lucy Boots and Tights. And that's what's going to happen. Lucy deserved more. <laughs> but Lucy did well. It was a great. That's true. I, I I I gotta say the like they are definitely a hundred percent on board with her and uh, coming to NXT. 
I guess is smart, but it's like they already established that she's a big deal. I don't think she, I think she's going to get the KO treatment where we're going to see her by SummerSlam on the main roster. And, you know, that might happen. Her husband is John Morrison. And now that the Miz is out, you know, maybe they pair them up or, you know, whatever for when maybe Miz comes back, you know, Frankie Monet and John Morrison against Miz and Maurice. And has like Survivor Series or maybe even Royal Rumble written all over it. And then, uh, Brian, the other big thing from NXT was the uh, Million Dollar Face-Off. Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, I, I'm, I'm so on board with Cameron Grimes. And did you guys remember maybe about a month or so, uh, so ago when Kyle Riley had just beaten Adam Cole and he came out and Grimes was like, we should team up. We yeah. should be buddies. And, and Kyle dropped him and I was like, oh, Cameron Grimes. That's the same thing that, <laughs> same thing that happened this week. I'm like, oh, him and Ted, he wants to be friends. Like, yeah, I looked up to you. I, I guess I shouldn't meet my heroes, I right? Do. I was like, I was like, oh, like he, he's so I'm so like invested in ha- wanting him to like have friends and 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 do fun things. Um, dummy, I, yeah, yeah, Let me dummy, talk to ya. yeah, <laughs> and that's and that's great because because Ted, you know, Million Dollar Man was a heel his entire career. So it now that people are getting behind Cameron Grimes, it doesn't make sense for them to like be buddies. And L.A. Knight. He's been kind of, you know, he had his debut and he's kind of just spin his wheels a little bit. And this is a perfect combination. If, if Ted's going to be in his corner for upcoming uh, takeovers and everything, I love it. I think they're, they're both great talkers. I mean, Ted, Ted sounds just like he did back in the day. The laugh is perfection. So I think the, the storyline uh, couldn't have gone any better because uh, yeah, Grimes, he comes off as so sympathetic to me that I, I want this hillbilly bumpkin who kind of lucked into some money with some crypto stock or whatever. <laughs> I want him to do well. So big kudos to how that went down for sure. Well, it is Memorial Day. I'm sure uh, Memorial Day weekend WWE shop will be having some uh, t-shirt deals. So if you're going to pick up that Cameron Grimes shirt Might now is you're going to get the Grimes, Grimes the, the system shirt. <laughs> You know, I didn't think I wanted Ted DiBiase on TV regularly. Like, when that whole segment started, I thought, well, this is fun. I didn't know how I was going to end. And then L.A. Knight came out. The former Eli Drake is uh, somebody that, oddly enough, Kevin, I saw Eli Drake against Killer Cross at an indie show two years ago. So, like, it could happen. And, and Eli Drake is, or L.A. Knight, is bigger than he looks on TV. You so um, yeah. he's a yeah, but he uh, I don't I mean maybe with maybe with some Ted DiBiase shenanigans maybe that's how LA Knight beats Karrion Cross. But no, I, I I didn't think I needed Ted DiBiase, but with this pairing, I'm pretty much all in on LA Knight and uh, Big Ted. So um, there was no AEW TV this week. Double or nothing is this Sunday. It is in Jacksonville at Daly's Place. Full house. 5,000 fans will be in attendance. And this is the double or nothing preview. We'll start with the title match. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Orange Cassidy versus Pac. Uh, Brian, what do you think is going to happen in this one? I think Kenny retains. I don't think, I mean, you guys know how I feel about Orange Cassidy. I, I don't, I still don't get it, but it is what it is. Um, and I think it'll be a great match. And we saw Orange versus Pack at Revolution in attendance. So, you know, you throw Kenny in the mix, that's fine. But I don't think Kenny's dropping it anytime soon still. Uh, uh, Joe, what do you think? 
Uh, Kenny, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good match. It's Orange is gonna do his thing. Pack is gonna do his thing, but Kenny's gonna retain. And I don't think I hope there's no shenanigans. I hope he retains clean. Uh, the stadium stampede too. The pinnacle versus the inner circle. Kevin, how do you think this is gonna go? Uh, I, I I really want the pinnacle to win. I do just to keep their their top heel uh, look. They can take a loss and still look strange, uh, uh, still look strong. But I personally am hoping for a pinnacle pinnacle victory. But if the pinnacle wins, the inner circle has to break up. Is it time for the inner circle to break up? This variation, I think it is, and and it's a perfect. Wow. It, it, it it just feels a little stale at times. And then Sammy can be pushed off, you know, in mega star stardom as as a singles competitor. Jericho's still going to be Jericho, like. Uh, uh, Santana and Ortiz still, Oh, they're, they're golden in, in the tag team anyway. And you know, and, and Jake, he's, he's improving, but I, I think <laughs> Wow. There's that, there's that participation trophy for Jake. Hot take, you try. hot take kid. Yeah. I, I personally think it wouldn't like push them any further. I think they could actually even become more popular and, and, and especially Sammy to the moon. So I think it's going to be the inner circle. Uh, Pinnacle won at Blood and Guts. Inner circle wins at Stamp, uh, Stadium Stampede. And then they come up with a third, you know, tiebreaker at the next big pay-per-view. Um, I guess only time will tell for that. Uh, the AEW tag team title match, the Young Bucks against Mox and Kingston. Uh, we will go with Brian. What do you think? Bucks retain via shenanigans. I hate to use... Outside of storyline logic, but isn't Mox having a baby real soon with Renee? I got to figure he's going to have some paternity leave, so I don't see him getting the belts and then having to maybe sit on the sideline for a month or two. I agree. I do think the Bucks will retain, but not because of the paternity uh, leave. We'll get into why a little bit later. AEW women's title. Sheeta against Britt Baker. Kevin. Britt. Britt is on. <laughs> the, I'll the bet every rock, dollar I got. The, the <laughs> rocket behind uh, on that woman's back, man. It's just a, a year ago, you know, I knew who she was. And now she is the reason why that women's division is damn good. Like it, it's improved so much. And it's what we wanted. Remember yep. what we wanted that what Kevin, would you buy a Britt Baker t-shirt? I, I have never owned a women's t-shirt. I will tell you this. If, if Britt Baker wins, I will go on pro wrestling <laughs> Enjoy that 20% code that you're probably going to send us each week that none of us ever use lately. And, and honestly, I would, it's just because you should go buy that shirt now. If you're that confident she's going to win, go buy it now. Get 20% off using the code MEMORIAL and uh, pick up that Britt Baker shirt. Uh, Bre breaking news, Kevin's wear, wears women's clothes. <laughs> Kevin wears women's clothes. He never has before, but he does now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> nothing, nothing against Sheeta. Damn good. I just she's no personality. No, let's let's Good. hold on. Here's here's my thing with Sheeta. How many matches has she wrestled? They they, they celebrated her <laughs> one year anniversary. I'm like, I've seen you wrestle three times in a year. Get out of <laughs> no. here. It's Britt Baker's time. We're done with this. Joe, what do you think? Uh, well, I'm gonna 
go a little different. No, I'm not Brit. It's going to be Brit. I mean, <laughs> oh, come on. Swerve, swerve, swerve. Um, Brian, the, t- the TNT title match, Lance Archer and Miro. This one's going to be a – it's going to be a tough one to call, but where do you see this one going? This is uh, reminds me of that line that's gotten traction on Twitter from the New Day podcast of Big E saying, like, I want two big men slapping meat. Because <laughs> 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 you can have your five-star matches. I want big beef. That's what this yeah. is all about, right? Um, yeah. You- oh, go ahead. No, but I said, but this, this is, uh, Jay, you said it best when uh, Miro won the title. This is who we've wanted all along. Yes. Uh, so I don't, I, I like Lance Archer. He's he's incredibly talented too. I just don't see the switch happening this soon. I think that Archer gets rid of Jake Roberts after this. Could see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Same here. You know, Miro threatened to do so much damage. All the yoga in the world wouldn't <laughs> nurse him back to hell. <laughs> but um, I, I think maybe Jake costs Archer to lose, maybe on accident, and then Archer just has enough. But. Like I've said all along about these legends that are in AEW, none of them can take bumps. So, like, is Archer going to destroy Jake Roberts? No, he'll get pissed off, and then that'll be the end of it. Uh, but uh, Miro probably will win. Uh, like I said, he two weeks as champ. If they want to build him up to be a badass monster, he needs to keep this belt for a while. This, but- and this is the reason why I put Miro on my five count a few weeks back when we had the who's next. Yeah. And you guys are all like, oh, he sucks. I'm like, they're building towards something. They're getting rid of the best man in the gamer. And this is the reason why I put him on my list. Kevin, next up, it's Cody versus Anthony Agogo, the guy that punches people in the stomach. Yeah, I, I watched <laughs> the match last week, and I, yeah, he, he's there. I just can't imagine Cody winning and in, in, in bearing a guy that I think – that is a bigger name, like or not a bigger name. Don't get not in professional wrestling, but he's a na- he's a worldwide name. Like he's an Olympic boxer. That you is know, he already point, was. That is the point of a professional like Cody. He's laid on his back for a lot of wrestlers in AEW. I, I think it will be one of the worst matches overall because Cody's so good. He's gonna have to carry him in the match. It's probably gonna be a botched finish. Uh, I'm calling it and and. Anthony's going to win, I think. So I think tonight on the go-home show, they're going to make it a flag match so that it doesn't have to end in a pinfall. Uh, Agogo has the factory, you know, QT Marshall and those guys. Uh, Joe, what do you think is going to happen with Cody and Anthony Agogo? Cody goes over. He's dedicated it to his dad. That's, that's all I have to say about that. It's Dusty's match. There's no way he's going to have Dusty lose. It's not going to be a Dusty finish. That's the only thing that would make sense. But no, so, this is Cody's match. So we talked about uh, Cody's promo a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And a story came out today that all of Cody's promos are focus group approved. Now, I have never heard that in pro wrestling. And, you know, it was about America and, you know, his wife is black and they're going to have an interracial child and all that stuff. But like, I, I thought that was weird, the, the focus group. And, I mean, maybe it's because he's an EVP and he thinks they have to do that stuff. But have you guys ever heard of anything like that? Like, I mean, other than scripted promos in the WWE, but it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Brian, uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page against Sting and Darby Allen. 
Yeah, I've kind of gone back and forth on this one a little bit because on one hand, it's like, okay, they're making a big deal that this is Sting's first match in front of a live crowd in so many years. And, you know, you want to protect him and give him that that great moment. On the other hand, you got Ethan Page, who you're, I think, trying to make to be a big deal. He's new to the company and, and him and Sky had that uh, you know, great way of softening up Darby for Miro. So they threw him I, down I'm, the steps. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm really kind of torn on this one. I think I will go with Sky and Page, but it's a coin flip for me. Joe, Sky and Page. Uh, we talked about how legends shouldn't be taking bumps. This is an example, and I'm gonna say that it's going to be Sky and Page, and we're gonna have. Darby and Sting at All In. Ooh, will it be a live match or will it be a like a cinematic? I think it will be a cinematic match, but I think that it's going to be. This is uh, planting the seeds. One's going to get injured. One's going to come back, and it's going to be planting the seeds of the All In bet in September. And uh, the uh, the last singles match, uh, we're getting a little closer to the match I really want. Ethan Page and Hangman Page against Brian Cage and Christian Cage. That's the match <laughs> I really want to see. But for, 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 for double or nothing, it's Hangman Page versus Brian Cage. Uh, Kevin, where, how do you think this one's going to go? I, I, I think Brian Cage is, has been an entertaining, I, I would say, over the last year. I think his in-ring work has, has gotten exceptionally better. Uh, just for such a big guy, he doesn't move the smoothest, but he's he's looking a lot better uh, in the ring. Hangman is so over. By the way, I love his theme music, the country with the with the bass. I I it's just so good. I I want Hangman to win so bad, but like Hobbs lost against Christian a couple weeks ago. They need they need a high profile win. I think. If, if I was the booker, I would put uh, uh, Brian Cage to win. But me personally, I want Hangman, but I, I think Brian's going to pull out the victory. Not Brian Okay. Christie. Not Brian Christie. He's not going to win. No. Um, yeah, I think Pecker, it's that, – That peckerhead has no chance. So it is – I think this is the beginning of Hangman's time. You know, everyone thought he was going to be the guy, and then he was a tag champ, and then he you know lost – separated from the elite – I think this is the beginning. I think uh, Hangman, by this time next year, Hangman is the AEW champion. And it starts this Sunday on pay-per-view at Double or Nothing. And then the, the last match to talk about is the Casino Battle Royale. Now, the way this works, there are 20 competitors already named. Um, Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., uh, Preston Vance from the Dark Order, Stu Grayson from the Dark Order, Nick Camarado from the Factory, QT Marshall, Lee Johnson, Dustin Rhodes, Anthony Bowens, Max Caster, uh, Penta, Isaiah Cassidy, Mark Quinn, Matt Seidel, Christian Cage, Matt Hardy, Powerhouse Hobbs, Evil Uno, Cole Cabana, Jungle Boy, and the Mystery Entrant. The way this works, if you don't know, they every wrestler draws a card. And it's five at a time that enter. And it's the the, the, the hearts, then it's the spades, then it's the diamonds, and then clubs. Whatever. Clubs. 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 Yeah. But there's one Joker. And every year, the mystery entrant is the Joker. Now, this is the third double or nothing. Uh, it's been Brian Cage, it's been Matt Seidel. And uh, before we get to who we think will be the Joker, 
Or, okay, no, I guess we do need to say who the who we think the Joker is going to be. A uh, lot of rumors of who could be making a debut in this match. And uh, Kevin, who do you think the Joker will be? Ooh, <laughs> he's like, don't pick me. <laughs> um, I don't know if his contract is is up or if he's able to go uh, elsewhere, but I'll go Daniel Bryan. Why not? Whoa, it's nice. so big. Brian. Nice. Well, the one name that I've, I've heard a little buzz about and I can see it. I think it would fit uh, is Andrade. Okay. That's good. Joe. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be nothing special and it's going to be Paul White. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Okay. Someone they already have. Yeah, sure. So I thought maybe Paul White. But the rumors are Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, Andrade, Paul White, Nick Gage, which I, I, I can see that. Uh, if, if he's not in this match. Or in jail. Nick, or in jail. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Because if he sees this, I don't want him to come after me. Um, I potentially think it could be somebody from Impact, Rich Swan or Moose. Okay. But who okay. I think the Joker is going to be, Matt Cardona. His okay. storyline, he has been written off impact because of Brian Myers. He did a little run with them last year. He's Cody's best friend. I think that Cardona will be the Joker. Uh, but now, Kevin, who do you think wins the Casino Battle Royale? Max Caster. Caster, okay. Brian? I think Christian. Joe? Uh, I'm going to go with Christian as well. I'm going to go with Powerhouse Hobbs. Wow. That's how yes. I know where a bit. Okay. Um, everybody is going with Christian Cage, but I think Hobbs, if they want Hobbs to start getting over, like, like yeah, he, you put him with Team Taz and, you know, he's kind of hidden, even though he's a fucking jacked up monster. So you can't really hide him. But I think this is his coming out party much like i said hangman page uh it's the beginning of him i think this is this is hobbs time so it'll be interesting to see uh you know the the mystery person the last each year nobody has figured nobody has known like it hasn't been spoiled nobody knew who it was um each year was a surprise unfortunately last year i don't know if you guys remember when matt seidel entered he tried to do like a, a moonsault and he slipped off the top rope. Yeah. Uh, literally his first move. Um, and then one last question about this. Um, any of you plan on buying the pay-per-view? I know I am. I doubt it, uh, but you know, it is a holiday weekend, no work Monday. So maybe Sunday, if the, the, the mood hits me, right. <laughs> Joe. Joe? Oh, I am moving to a different location of parts unknown. So uh, watching my pennies for closing costs. So probably not. <laughs> Kevin, if we're back from camping, I'm planning on it. I've gotten the last two. So they, All and, right. and they have not taken my money where I've not been entertained. The first yeah. time that happens is where I'm going to be. Eh, probably not. Wow. Yeah. I was at the first double or nothing. And last year I would have went, cause it would have been in Vegas again, but. That you know, obviously, uh, COVID. So, um, WWE is going back on the road. A 25 city tour, uh, it starts July 16th in Houston for SmackDown, July 18th in Fort Worth for Money in the Bank. Which 
I really wanted to go to that arena. That the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth is a brand new arena, and it's T- it's for TCU's basketball team. It looks amazing. But uh, and then of course Raw in Dallas, July nineteenth. There are more dates and cities coming, and I do feel like that this ends with SummerSlam in Las Vegas at Raiders Stadium. I think it's called like Allegiant Stadium or something. Um, they've n- haven't said about they haven't said anything about house shows, and I started thinking about it. Originally, house shows were supposed to go away; they don't want to do them. But I think that you know, getting rid of house shows really hurts the talent. Think about it. Over the last year, if there were house shows, Keith Lee could have adapted to the WWE style. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows where he is. Mason T-Bar could have had more exposure. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in on Mason T-Bar. You know, shut up. So I start thinking about if there are going to be house shows, here's my idea for scheduling. Now, you know, work with me here, people. So for the SmackDown roster, they travel on Thursday to wherever SmackDown is. Uh, Friday is SmackDown, a house show on Saturday. The Raw roster would travel to wherever uh, the ho- a house show on Saturday or a house show on Sunday for the Raw roster, and then Raw on Monday. And then on the weekends where there's a pay per view, there's no house shows. Um, you know, this just. Like I said, it just gives people a chance to work. You know, last week uh, when PHB was not here, we talked about the Diamond Mine. You know, this NXT thing that might be a faction. It might be a show. You know, AEW has Dark and Dark Elevation, and now they've got this third show coming. It can give people a chance to work. And I don't know about you guys, but the most fun I've had at shows are house shows. They're longer matches. The, 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 the talent can interact with, with the crowd. Um, any thoughts on live shows, my travel schedule, and WWE going on the road in general? And we'll start with Brian. Well, I think, I guess we'll go in reverse order. Um, it's maybe a, t- a touch early for going back on the road. I think in my head, I was thinking August, September, but. I get it. You know, sports are coming back with live fans. And the word is that Fox, especially was saying, Hey, you're a sports property to us. Let's get you back into the game. So, you know, maybe a touch early for my personal preference, but not too far off. Um, your house show schedule's fine. I, I think, I think it'll get there. I think, you know, we're still very early dipping our toes back into what touring and what live arena and live entertainment is going to be so i'd like to think that maybe by the end of the year they get into something more of a a traditional sense um was there another part to your questions (laughs) no it was mainly just it's mainly just like if you're excited yeah i I I am i am so i'm i so we'll say that that announcement came out last friday yeah. Uh, last thursday my wife and i booked our vacation to mexico if we didn't book that I would have tried to make that loop. I would have tried to go to Houston, Fort Worth, and <laughs> Dallas. Uh, but, but I'll be on the beach in Mexico, so that's uh, not happening. Not a, not uh, a bad compromise. Yeah. No, no. And, you know, my, I, I think because I was like, I told my wife, I'm like, they're going back on the road. And she's like, we're going to be on vacation. So that, <laughs> I think that was like, the, uh-uh. Boop. Nope. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Kevin, thoughts? On the list, what is the first show? Uh, SmackDown in Houston, July 16th. I think 
if it, I'm glad it's SmackDown versus Raw. SmackDown, first person that walks out will be Roman. And okay, for sure. The yeah. whole crowd booing. And oh, they won't. Let everyone Nope. Well, that, that, that's them. But, well, hold on. Very, Don't say any of that, Joe. But, Just let it go. But, I, but that's inter- next. Inter- interacting. Right. Uh, and then it will release the nerves of everyone else who will go after him. Paul Heyman will come out, get the, the crowd energized, you know, with, with everything that he does on the mic. And that will make everyone else more comfortable. Versus if it was Raw and say if Bobby came out, he could get flustered. He could, he could forget what he says. I feel that. It's very smart doing it SmackDown first because they have a lot more polished people uh, on that show because it's going to be a learning curve getting back into the to the live crowd, I think. All right, Joe, not talking about reactions. What do you think about everything I Uh, asked? Well, first of all, SmackDown is first because Fox is a bigger network than USA. We got to go with the uh, major broadcast network. I'm excited. I'm really excited that uh, they're going back on the road. It's a sign that we're getting towards the end of this, and I would love to go back out on the road with them. Your schedule makes sense. I like the fact that they're not doing worthless house shows in the middle of the week. Gives the uh, performers time off as well to get them accustomed to traveling again. So they really only have two shows to do. Yeah. They show up the day before. It's a four-day trip. Yeah, it's and they get and they still get time to uh, back and forth and train. So your schedule actually makes sense. So most likely it won't happen, but I'm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm excited that they're coming back. I'm glad that it's a sign that we're close to going back to normalcy. Um. Everybody went, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so next up is the crowd. Now, uh, the pandemic slash Thunderdome era is apparently coming to a close, and I, for one, think that in some capacity, the Thunderdome needs to remain. Um, Joe, you had mentioned, you know, Fox once. They want them back on the road, sports property, uh, you know, what, and whatever, whatever. Don't cut me off. Uh, then, you know, I don't know in what capacity, but what the Thunderdome does and what it allows is it lets WWE tell the stories they want to tell. There's no jack off fans chanting CM Punk or this show sucks or whatever, but I feel like the Thunderdome is an asset, not necessarily a, de- a detriment. Um, the fake crowd noise, it didn't bother me. Like, it bothered a lot of people. And, uh, you know, now it'll be interesting to see what happens with the crowd. Now, Joe, you think that when Roman comes out, he's going to get cheered over Kevin, who thinks he's going to get booed. Do we think that the Thunderdome maybe worked? And it, and it got people to think the way WWE wants to think. Whew. That's a tough Guess. question. We'll find out. We'll find out July 16th. That's the big Coming mystery in all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I can't wait to find out. And that's what's going to be great yeah. is because, you know, a lot of times during the pandemic, guys like 
Riddle and, and guys who like came up to the main roster. Like to me, I'm just like, I don't know if you're over or not. I mentioned Rhea Ripley before and how the piped in noise was booing. I'm like, in real life, people would be cheering the hell out of her because they love what she did in NXT. They wouldn't be booing her against Asuka. So that's what's going to be interesting to see what the dynamic is and what follows a pattern from what the Thunderdome did as far as the reaction goes or goes differently. That's, that's, that's what I'm probably most excited to see. See, I was assuming that WrestleMania would be our uh, first clue of what the crowd would react, but there wasn't. It was a stadium which was so spread out that WWE could manipulate the narrative with their piped-in noise as well, which they made fun of Goldberg years before. These are going to be smaller venues. This is where we're going to see what the crowd has bought. So I still think they're going to cheer Roman. Kevin, you want to wrap this up before we get into the five count? Just excited. Yeah, you're ready. You're I, ready for it. You're ready for the I, crowds. I, and you- I, I, I am. I'm, I'm ready. Like I said in the text, when it said Fort, I got so excited because I, I, I was like, yeah. No. <laughs> Fort Worth, Texas. Fort with a W. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am excited. I think. Are they going to run big places everywhere, or just the big places in the big cities? Or are they only going to like target? bigger cities versus say East Lansing, Michigan, or, you know what I mean? Like smaller venues. So we'll see. I think merging the Thunderdome aspect with real people could be interesting to kind of give it a fully capacitized look, but you'd have to be kind of smart because at the end of the day, Vince wants money. Well, no, 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 Kevin, uh, Texas, you know, UFC ran is running in Texas. Um, in like a week to sell out crowd and it is a sell out crowd. So Texas, so Texas will be three, you know, 18 to 20,000 per, per arena. So, um, it, it'll be an interesting time. And, you know, like I said, I'll be on the beach in Mexico, so I won't get to see any of it live (laughs) and, and I'll be off the group text that week. So, uh, you know, we'll find out how it goes once I get back, but because of WWE going on the road, we thought tonight's Mm -hmm. five count would be, Something that we've all been to shows and we've all experienced great things. And tonight's five count is the five greatest things we've seen at live pro wrestling events. That wrestling podcast presents the five count. This week's five count. It's all about our five favorite moments at live pro wrestling shows. And Kevin, you are going to go first this week. So uh, number five, it might not be the greatest thing you've seen at a show, but it was damn fun. But that's why it's number five and not number one. Exactly. We were at AEW Revolution. Leading up to it, Jay, I think you were the only one who knew the words to Judas. <laughs> just leading up to the show, you know, we're drinking beers in, in a shady Airbnb, uh, going to the uh, show, and we're all like, I believe it. I become, I become. And then, and then, you know, we're at the event, and yep, you say the, the four or five words, you know, and then you, I become, I become. And it was, it was just, you were in, you know, in the moment and it was, it was so much fun and seeing everybody at that, at that venue in Chicago. Uh, it was awesome. It was, it was really, really cool. 
Number four. It was an event that Joe and Brian and I were at at Little Caesars Arena. It was Hell in the Cell 2017. Only Hell in the Cell I've ever been at. <clears throat> Shane uh, McMahon versus KO. I remember the match being pretty dang long. When I was researching it a little bit today, 39 minutes. Wow. 39 wow. minutes. And I watched it on YouTube earlier. Uh, <laughs> I, ju I just remember uh, just the event was really, really good. Like New Day versus the Usos. I think it was the debut of Bobby Roode. It was just, it was really, really good event. And, and I always get kind of freaked out when guys jump off the top of the top of the cell. Cause I, someone's going to like, you know, break their neck on something. And I remember Sammy pulling KO off and, you know, Shane dropping that elbow, just the moment of, of seeing that kind of live. I, I thought it was really good for the number four spot. Number three, TNA bound for glory <laughs> when is when I, I was a huge, you know, Kurt Angle fan in, in WWE. I, I had to see him when he was announced, you know, he's going to be the special ring uh, enforcer for that huge match of sting versus Jeff Jarrett. Uh, and I just, I wanted to see Kurt Angle like close and in person. So CompuWare arena. Uh, and I remember I, I had like cheap seats, but everything was like really close in that place. Oh yeah. And I remember I snuck down closer to the, what would you call it? A pentagon? What's a six-sided ring? What's sides? No, it's not octagon. It's no, that's a septicon. Hexagon, hexagon maybe. Hex yeah, Decept decepticon. Yeah, uh, it was. It was just a really cool <laughs> experience. Being uh, Kurt Angle. <laughs> Math. Jay, you and I were both at this event in California. I we've both talked about this several times on the show. One of my favorite. Uh, cash-ins of all time is when Seth Rollins cashed that money <laughs> literally ran down, sprinted down like the ultimate warrior down that ramp, uh, cashed it in, you know, won the title. It was just such a cool moment. Uh, it was really exciting. And then number one was a house show, an NXT house show. My second of three that I went into Louisville, this was kind of like the curtain call. Of, of NXT. Oh. And Nakamura, Bailey, Finn Balor, and American Alpha, that was all their last matches. And then they and then they all debuted on Raw and SmackDown like the following week. So at the end, they all like raised their hands and did the the bows each to each corner of the ring. It was just it was so so cool. what was that the one where Bailey did Finn Balor's entrance and then Balor did Bailey's entrance with like the ponytail and the inflatable buddies and stuff? It it, it wasn't at that place. Oh, okay, but, okay. But the crazy thing is, I did write down other people who were on that show. So this okay, is how st star studded this NXT house show was. Asuka was also on there. Alexa Bliss. Samoa Joe, Bobby Roode, and now they're in AEW, but the revival. Like wow. Angelo Dawkins wrestled a, a singles match. Uh, it was just top to bottom. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was that was wild. Like just just the talent there. That was that is a that's a that's a great list. Great, great list. So uh my number five was No Way Out 2005 in Pittsburgh. 
the main event was well before I get to the main event, some of the undercard matches. I'll wait till you get done drinking so you don't do a spit take on your uh, screen there, Kevin. <laughs> Undertaker versus Luther Reigns. <laughs> I don't even know who Luther Reigns is. Oh my god! Oh, is he in Two Live Crew? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, I Luke. think that's him. Yeah. <laughs> um, Heidenreich versus Booker T. Oh my god! Uh, one of the good matches was Kurt Angle versus John Cena for the number one contendership and the match at WrestleMania against J- the, the champion. Uh, and then the right, you know, back when it was all about tits and ass for, for the women in WWE, those matches would be right before the main event. No, 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 not on pay-per-view on pay-per-view before the main event. It was the 2005 rookie diva of the year competition. Your competitors, Michelle McCool, Joy Giovanni. Lauren Jones and Rochelle Lowen. Now I know no who idea. Michelle McCool is. I kind of remember who Joy Giovanni is. Yeah. Lauren Jones and Rochelle Lowen. No idea who they no are. Idea. And it was hosted by Tori Wilson and Don Marie before she killed Tori's dad. <laughs> um, the first event was an evening gown competition. The next event was a talent contest. And the final competition of the night was the swimsuit competition and the eventual winner was Joy Giovanni. I don't remember this at all. It was 16 years ago. I don't remember this at all. It's probably but for the, the best. E- <laughs> but the main event, I do remember because it was awesome. It was JBL versus the Big Show in a steel cage match. JBL uh, got choke slammed off the top rope by Big Show through the ring. And as Big Show was making his way out of the ring, JBL did ultimate heel shit. He got thrown through the ring. So he's on the floor. He crawled out and won oh, the match. Oh, it's so nice. So, good, good finish. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, never seen that before. And then yeah. uh, Cena had won the match earlier with Kurt, which set up the WrestleMania, man, WrestleMania main event. So that's number five for me. Uh, number four is WrestleMania 31. Kevin, you know, from the RKO on Seth Rollins early in the day to the awful Bray Wyatt and Undertaker entrances in the daytime to the ultimate cash-in. I mean, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns are beating the shit out of each other. Suplex city bitch. Here comes Seth Rollins, and that was awesome. Uh, Number three, um, February 27th, 1987. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Bunkhouse Stampede Final. Now, it's an NWA event. This is before they became WCW. And if you don't know what the Bunkhouse Stampede is, you are missing out. Uh, It was basically a battle royal inside of a steel cage. And there were weapons allowed. And all of the wrestlers were like in jeans and cowboy boots and their shirts, but they all had the sleeves cut off. Like, it was like... Tough guy shit. It's a Dusty Rhodes uh, creation. So the way it worked, which I didn't realize it until a couple years ago, I talked to Tony Schiavone on the phone because when he just got started doing his podcast, if you bought a T-shirt, he would call you. Uh, He called me when I was on the train at Disneyland. And I got disconnected going through a tunnel, and he called me back. And I wanted to ask him about the bunkhouse stampede. So he told me that the bunkhouse stampede essentially was a house show gimmick 
that they did on tour. And the gist of it was on TV, they would update who won and whoever won the most matches at the end of the series got this like, like five foot tall boot trophy and like a million dollars. Well, before the final, Dusty Rhodes and Big Bubba were tied. So they had to have one final match and it was at the Pittsburgh Civic Arena. I was, I was 11 years old and I went and I loved it. And, you know, the fact that I got to talk to Tony Schiavone about it was awesome. Um, Dusty Rhodes did win. And, uh, you know, because he was the good guy. So, of course, he's, you know, he's going to win. But some of the other matches on this card that I thought were awesome. Um, the tag team champions, Rick Rude and Manny Fernandez, the Raging Bull, uh, defeated the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, Nikita Koloff defeated Ric Flair by disqualification. And uh, Ivan Koloff and Dick Murdoch defeated Wahoo McDaniel and Dutch Mantel. Now, of course, I'm I'm older than all three of you. I don't know if and I, I don't know if you know any of those names, but as a kid, that was the that was so great. It was such a great event, and I'm so glad I got to go. A lot of, lot of Koloffs going on there. <laughs> I love the Russians. I love the Russians. I haven't. I I almost wore my Ivan Koloff shirt because. I yeah. knew this was happening, but I had to go against you for missing last week and partner up with the VCR tapes. Number two, WrestleMania 23 in Detroit, Michigan. We were all there. It was my first live uh, WrestleMania. And, of course, I cannot forget the time that Brian forgot to buy me a ticket. <laughs> and then number one. Here we go. Yep. Number one, uh, Kevin, you had mentioned us at Revolution in Chicago. Uh, what you did leave out was the morning of the event, I had to find a YouTube video with the words like karaoke for you guys to <laughs> learn the words to Judas. Where it originated, the crowd singing Judas, the Chris Jericho Cruise. I was on it January of 2020, AEW Dynamite. That is where it all began. Uh, the crowd sang Judas. We did the two verses, and then everybody tried to copy the OG Ragers, they were on that show. So that is my number one. Being a part of the crowd of Dynamite on the Chris Jericho cruise in the Bahamas singing Judas. Uh, ca- that, uh, uh, I, I, I got chills. I watched it earlier chills, today. Yeah. I did get the chills. And, you know, it's silly that something as silly as that just I uh, just get the chills. So, uh, uh, Joe, you're, you're next. Go ahead. All right. Uh, great list, uh, both of you. I gotta I'm, say I'm like I'm like wired and excited from just talking about all of those things. So uh, nice. go ahead, Joe. Sorry. No, no problem. Uh, I'm not going to be able to top that because you went into a lot of detail. But I'm going to do something off the cuff right now because I'm going to go with a I'm an idiot mention. I was in the building, but I didn't see these two things happen because one. It was before the show, and I decided to get merchandise. And two, piss break. Survivor (laughs) Series 99. I went to go buy my Jericho shirt, and Stone Cold got run over. You were there? I was there. For a year, my friends blamed me because that I was the only one who left my group. And did they, did they think you injured. ran over Stone Cold? Yes, until Rakishi finally admitted <laughs> that he did it for the Rock. He wow. did it for the people. So wow. I missed that, but I was and, in the building. And Joe's nickname going, in high school was the Rock, so that it brought up a lot more questions about exactly. who Rakishi did it for. <laughs> what? 
And I come back with a t-shirt. They're like, uh, we're not buying it. That's fine. And the second one was no sell, no sell. The, the, the second one was for this dishonorable mention, even though I was in the building was piss break time because meat was facing and debuting Kurt angle in his debut match. I was in the bathroom and I could hear just booze. And I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I missed that match. Nope. So dishonorable wow. mention by me, I missed both of those events at Survivor Series 99 because nothing else was really that exciting about that one. So that's dishonorable mention. Now my number five. Number five, World War III 1997. Three rings. Goldberg was supposed to make his debut that night at, on a pay-per-view against Mongo McMichael, and Mongo knocked him out beforehand. So Goldberg technically, I mean, he was undefeated, but he missed his debut pay-per-view. But the best part about it was I was a 18 year old punk kid. So I didn't have good seats. I was in the nosebleeds. And that was the one where the giant was supposed to win, but he was an idiot at the time and always fell for the NWO uh, tricks. And Sting came down from the rafters because Hogan came out, but it wasn't Sting. We all knew it wasn't Sting. It was Kevin Nash in a Sting mask. And we're inside the upper deck going, uh, that guy, that's a mask. And that guy's seven foot tall. He's the same height as a giant. And he threw him out. Scott Hall threw him out. So that's my number five. I love Royal Rumble. I love Battle Royals. So that was number five. Number four. AEW Revolution, when we were all there in Chicago, such a good time. I even loved the Pac uh, Orange Cassidy match. <laughs> but my highlight was when Moxley walked by the host of that wrestling podcast and it was played on Dynamite for like two months. And we're just like, yeah. So we were on TV for like two months before this whole thing even started. Next, yes, I did. Next would be number three. WrestleMania 23. I have to put that on there. WrestleMania has to go on there because it's a granddaddy of them all, but it wasn't my number one. I loved WrestleMania and Brian, thank you for remembering to invite me to he WrestleMania. Bought, he bought you a ticket. Got me a ticket. And Kevin, didn't he get you one too? <laughs> I you guys. Yeah, thank, thanks. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Brian. It just proved to me that Brian is a lifelong friend that night. But no, uh, Undertaker Batista was my highlight Ooh. of that night. It was seeing the, there's just, there's no words to describe seeing the Undertaker's entrance live at WrestleMania. You, Jason, mentioned earlier Wyatt and Undertaker going in the daytime, which was stupid. Luckily, this was inside, so they could do it right. And that was amazing. Number two, I'm going back to back on house shows here. Number two was my first NXT house show. And the main event for the NXT championship was Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin versus Apollo Crews versus Samoa Joe. Great main event. Uh, complete. Uh, the crowd was so into it. And there were so many other like good matches too. But the best part was this was in like an old time uh, movie music theater from like the early 1900s. So they had the uh, balcony seats, like the two old guys from the Muppets. Waldorf uh, and Statler. <laughs> yeah, they used to heckle yeah. the. Uh, <laughs> and the best part about it was, no, the best part about it was the vaude villains when I didn't see it. Oh, that's right. It was the perfect entrance for them. That's right. Because they 
basically played the old timey music and one was in one balcony. The other was in the other balcony with the spotlight. And it was like, this building was made for this gimmick. So that was awesome. Uh, Ty Dillinger hurt his ankle and they had to stop the Sami Zayn match for that one. But the crowd, like he kept going 10 and the crowd was going seven, 10, four, (laughs) 10. And then when he got injured, we all started chanting 10 because it was, it was actually an entertaining match. And my number one. And Joe, I believe I got you a ticket to that tube, didn't I? You did. Thank you for that, Brian. You did give me a ticket for that. I was at work and you uh, were like, I can get, I have uh, the pre-sale code. So oh, yeah. And it. who? That's right. I, you know, got you all revolution tickets, but whatever. Yeah, Thank yeah. you, Jason. All right. Fuck. Number one. It was a house show of a couple of years back. It was a day after Hell in a Cell. So I actually went to the house show, uh, had ringside seats, and I've had ringside before. But this one is the reason why house shows need to stick around. The card was stacked. It was a SmackDown show. The main event was uh, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura versus WWE champion Jason Jinder Mahal and Baron Corbin. Yeah, the (laughs) Maharaja, the champ. It's It's funny that I have Baron Corbin in my main event for both of them, but the best part about it. The great part about house shows is the talent interacts with the fans for real. And there was a guy who was front row with us, probably in his like mid to late 40s, having the time of his life. And when Randy Orton came out, he was like, Randy, Randy, like going like nuts like he would. And Randy was right in front of him fighting Rusev. And all of a sudden he looked at the guy and went, started waving to him. He's like, hi. It made the guy's night, and Randy then gave Rusev a a DDT, but he stopped in between it, looked right at him. He he made sure to go to this guy because he was so loud that you knew he was a Randy fan, and Randy made sure to go over to him and go, hi, and then dropped Rusev with the DDT. (laughs) And it's the thing about house shows is those are the things that make people's nights that they remember forever. So this guy, whoever he was, it, it's something I remember forever, and it didn't involve me. The joy that he had on his face, and Randy was able to do that for him, Never, nothing's going to top that. Not even WrestleMania. By the way, thanks again, Brian. <laughs> you know, I went, to a, I went to a SmackDown where I was sitting ringside, and it, kind of a moment like that where uh, CM Punk got thrown out of the ring, and I had my camera to take a picture. He literally stopped what he was doing to pose for my camera. Like, minor thing. But, yeah, it's the house shows that, you know, you get that interaction. You know, whether, you know, and if, you know, like, like Joe said, sitting in the front row, you know, you definitely get those. But even if you're not in the front row at a house show, they're still just awesome. So much fun. And uh, I really, you know, I, I, I mapped out my schedule a little while ago, and I really do hope that uh, house shows do come back. And, Brian, um, we're going to – or no, let me rephrase that. PHB, go ahead. No worries. Uh, so I took it pretty literally, the topic, because I have, like, top five live event moments. So I didn't necessarily go with, like, the card, but, like, a moment in a live event. So okay. Um, Nevertheless, um, my number five is a combination of, uh, I think, a couple of your guys' uh, selections. I have 
the Judas introduction uh, at <laughs> Revolution. <laughs> now they had the Inner Circle Choir on stage. So that's made yes. really cool. That's a fun yeah. watch on YouTube. You can pull that up. And I combined that with the John Moxley introduction. Like that was the moment because <laughs> it was the introductions of the match. So that's my number five. And for all the reasons you guys all said, my number four, rest in peace, New Jack. Rest in peace, New Jack. I looked it up. How cool is the internet? October 23rd, <laughs> 1998. I think it's going to stick around. And yeah, he, what? I think the it internet's going to stick around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, October 23rd, 1998. I pulled it up. It was an ECW house show at the David L. Lawrence Convention Center in Pittsburgh. And rest in peace, New Jack, because this is the time of ECW where fans could bring weapons to the show and they would use it in the show. The date that I know to confirm that I did what I did, October 23rd, or eight <laughs> days before Halloween, I carved a pumpkin oh. at my house with the letters E, C, W. <laughs> and their, your main event, according to the internet, was a death match of Tommy Dreamer, New Jack, Spike Dudley, and Cronus, who was one of the eliminators, defeating Just Incredible, Jack Victory, the one-man gang, I have no recollection of him being there, and Big Sal E. Graziano, Graziano. New Jack took my pumpkin and smashed it over Jack Victory's head, and I popped so big. That's my number four. <laughs> Rest in peace, New Jack. My number three, was Mania 26 being there for The Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels, the rematch of what many say is the greatest WrestleMania match of all time. This turned out to be Shawn Michaels' very last match. He never wrestled again, not in America, not even overseas <laughs> in the Middle East. He never no, wrestled he again. no, no, that doesn't count. Doesn't count. So yeah, I was there for his last match. He got the, the proper you know, send-off. It was one of those where you, you kind of figured... This is going to be it going in, but you know, I rooted for him to, to get the job done. Didn't, came up short, um, but still really cool to be there for that. My number two, uh, you guys have mentioned Mania 23, and yeah, the, the Taker-Batista match, and it's because of live of that moment of after Taker wins, and that was a really good match, not, not, not uh, discrediting it, but my moment is after the match, there's some jabronis behind us holding up the 16 and 0 sign, and you can see me and Ken, and you can free fr uh, freeze frame it of us seeing ourselves on the Jumbotron of Ford <laughs> Field going like... <laughs> <laughs> like see again so that's that's a fun moment for me to, to see all right that's my wrestlemania moment that's my number two my number one uh april 17th 2000 at penn state at the bryce jordan arena this was a monday night raw and i was in attendance this was the one where chris jericho defeated triple h with a fast count for the championship and that was so great because no one saw it coming. I don't think that match was even announced. And I can remember just the whole, you watch that again, the whole arena pops like crazy. I was jumping up and down. My roommate who was with me, we were jumping up and down like crazy. Um, it was such a fun match. Jericho wins. He had hired the APA. So when Triple H tries to chase him <laughs> after the ring, there's Simmons <laughs> and JBL saying, no, you can't get there. It was such a great moment. And so... I, I don't know if I've had a bigger pop at a show than that. It was, I thought I'd seen history uh, right there. So it turned out that, you know, Triple H got up later, later on that night, maybe in the next half an hour, but that was a moment. And that was my top number one live event moment I have ever seen.
Brian, when we talked about this topic, wasn't there something about somebody throwing a beer? New Jack spilling a beer on somebody or. Oh, oh yeah. No, we're, we were talking about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, was, I, was, I was waiting to hear that story. No, no. That, that was me referencing uh, Dip and his ECW house show story. Oh, from Cheap Heat that you gotcha. and I talked about. The Cheap Heat podcast yeah, okay. with uh, Rosenberg and, and uh, Dip and Stack Guy Greg. Um, so gotcha. yeah, I was just, I was doing an arbitrary ECW. Okay. Like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I know that Joe always, at, or, one of you always adds one, even though it's only supposed to be five, but you give six. My uh, honorable mention was the Royal Rumble 2014, which is the one where uh, Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt had an amazing match oh, over yeah. the pay-per-view. Yeah. But everybody thought Daniel Bryan was going to be in the Royal Rumble, and he wasn't, which is also CM Punk's last match in WWE. Um, I had that on the list, but I realized with some of the cool stuff I got to do, and I don't know about you guys, but like going through this list, like genuinely genuine excitement, like writing all this and, and talking about it. And, you know, I think maybe down the road, even if it's not this segment, we might have to just get into live event moments. Cause I'm sure there's a million yeah. more that we've all been to that we did not get to completely agree. Yep. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP5Count. You know, I just realized that if I sit this way, I look bald. Um, and I realized week, if I sit back like this, it looks like Hulk's giving me bunny ears. <laughs> <laughs> so last week, <laughs> two weeks ago, Brian won Promo Mania, or maybe lost. I don't know. It depends. We still haven't figured out if you win or lose if your name is chosen by the wheels. Um, it was Brian about video cassette recorders. My shirt obviously shows what side I'm on. And uh, Brian, it is time for you to uh, display your promo. Okay, guys. You guys see the screen okay? Yep. Make sure the sound is good. Oh, you muted. There you go. Yep. Homer, Homer Simpson once said uh, before something preview or maybe a Poochie episode, he goes, this is going to be bigger than 10 Super Bowls. Maybe not quite, but hope you guys enjoy. Yes, sir. We promised you a great day. Oh, <laughs> I'm ready. The That looks awesome. Well, 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 look who is back. I have to admit, VCR, I thought you were gone for good. We haven't seen you in years. I thought you moved to a nice retirement home in sunny Florida with your buddies, Mini Disc, Laser Disc, <laughs> and who can forget, 8-Track. But then what happens? Good old Vin Man, Vinny Mac decides to put his amazing creation, the WWE Network, onto Peacock. Come on, man. Peacock, it ain't good. It's not good at all. <laughs> the editing out all the good stuff, the interface is clunky, it's ruined. It's never going to be the same again. So what do you know? Wrestling nerds around the world... <coughs> Jason, 
They're saying, oh, oh my goodness, whatever shall we do? You. And lo and behold, here comes the Savior. V-C-R. <laughs> All those old tapes are being pulled out from storage and being watched again. So you're back. It's like you and the cockroach who just won't die. You think about your buddies, Blockbuster, dead. You think about Family Video, dead. Now you want to match with me? Now, <laughs> I respect you. I really do. You've been doing it since the 60s and the 70s. But it's my time now. And I am going to put you down. And how do you defeat someone who's as old school as VCR? You have to train old school. Outstanding, absolutely outstanding. Uh, and YouTube's you gonna be retired. Up sure. I got, I got one thing to say right here. Let me, let me. Oh. Uh, there. there you go. Oh. You, got, you guys know this reference? It's, it's over. over. <laughs> it's over. Shout out to Vince Carter. It's over. Oh my! Wow. Wow. Hey, you, you, you give me a week off. Look what I could do for you. Brian, wow. I would just say I, I'm glad that I did so well on mine that you make mine look like dog shit. <laughs> wow. Buttercup is you, over. You made me step my game up. That was, that was, that was fantastic. Oh, my God. Was... Yep, Dang. they're back. Like yep, the cockroach. They're... I knew it. That's why you. Jason is taking VCR's side is because you called yep. him out. I did. I, Jason, I did. I knew it. Hater. You're a hater. And you're wearing that shirt. I can't believe it. Like it, it, it just all synced together perfectly. Dude, that, you know, when we started this, <laughs> I literally thought it was going to be like talking into a camera, blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. 
Sorry, I went extra. I know. No, no. Like, I love it. And if you want to see that video again, or if you're listening to the audio and you want to see Brian's video, uh, youtube.com. Uh, search that wrestling mm. podcast. Make sure to subscribe and like. <laughs> <laughs> what is the reaction of like? Is anybody home? Your wife, your kids, neighbors? Anybody see you doing this shit in the Larry Bird jersey? <laughs> yeah, no, outside? no one, no one did. The, well, the only thing that was filmed other than myself was my wife filmed me opening up the refrigerator. Everything else, I, I had my little tripod. I did in the backyard when <laughs> when people were occupied, and uh, everything else was in the basement. Did you show your wife the video? I did. Yeah, and? she kind of no sold it. Ah. <laughs> I mean, but that's that's what she does. I mean, her favorite parts were were Lucy. Lucy's the real star, man. Her chasing me in the yard. I'm like, oh, I'm keeping that in. And, <laughs> That'd be the dog. Yeah, the dog. Listening, that's the dog. Yeah, not his wife. Booten tights. His wife is not Not Lucy Booten tights from uh, NXT the other night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, we had some Brian. Fun with that. I gotta ask you, like, do, I think you should just win every week. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> until you produce a video that sucks uh, <laughs> oh that's man. a lot of fun guys a lot of fun all right will man joe let's uh spin the wheel wheel one is who will go next week wheel two is what they are talking about god i hope it's brian again i, god, tell I, you hope, why, it's brian. I hope it's not me because there's no way i'm gonna t- no one's gonna tap that all right awesome. so here we go who All is right. going next week? Please be Brian. Come on. Brian. Brian. Jason. Oh! Yes! Oh! Right. Bring it! Bring it! Let's go! Jason, your categories could include apples, vanity plates, birds. Oh, I no. hope it's birds. <laughs> Or oh, man oh yeah, buns. there's some history there. That's a blood feud. All right, here we go. Let's spin the wheel. What is Jason talking about next week? Brian. I'll give you my Larry Bird jersey if it's birds. Man oh! buns. <laughs> <laughs> so hmm. close to birds. I wonder why that's uh that's a thing. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Jason <laughs> will be going against man buns next week. Good you know, normally Brian. You know, normally I, you know, wear a hat when I do the show, but I do have a full head of hair, and sometimes man buns are the only way you can get, you know, get it done. You so, live the gimmick, yes. Yeah, so man buns next Such week. luscious locks. Yeah, a little, a little blonder than I originally wanted, but, you know, it's cool. It's summertime. Um, Brian, yeah. I, I have to say again, that was amazing. That's promo mania for this week. Uh, Brian killed it again. I will have the uh, promo on man buns next week. And uh, thank you everybody for listening and hanging out. If you've downloaded the show um, and for the record, a holes Brussels, it's not its own country, Kevin. It's not in Germany. It's, it's in Belgium. It's in Belgium. Belgium. I've been drinking Belgium beers tonight. So maybe that's my issue, but anyway, <laughs> If you've uh, listened to the show, you downloaded, you checked out a video on YouTube, you bought a t-shirt at whatamaneuver.net, thank you. Uh, We are uh, That Wrestling Podcast, and we will talk to you next week because we are out of time. Thanks for listening. Follow That WrestlePod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. What? 
two, three, that's it! <laughs>